0: Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text to speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, Behavioral Statistics for a Maze Solving Agent, published by Pellegrietzer on April 20, 2023, on Less Wrong. Summary Understanding and Controlling a Maze Solving Policy Network analyzed a maze solving agent's behavior. We isolated four maze properties which seemed to predict whether the mouse goes towards the cheese or towards the top right corner. In this post, we conduct a more thorough statistical analysis, addressing issues of multicollinearity. We show strong evidence that, 2, and, 3, above are real influences on the agent's decision-making, and weak evidence that, 1, is also a real influence. As we speculated in the original post, 4, falls away as a statistical artifact. Pelly did the stats work and drafted the post, while Alex provided feedback, expanded the visualizations, and ran additional tests for multicollinearity. Some of the work completed in Team Shard under Sari Mats 3.0. Impressions from trajectory videos. Watching videos Langasco et al.'s experiment, we developed a few central intuitions about how the agent behaves. In particular, we tried predicting what the agent does at decision squares. From understanding and controlling a maze-solving policy network. Some mazes are easy to predict, because the cheese is on the way to the top right corner. There's no decision square where the agent has to make the hard choice between the paths to the cheese and to the top right corner. Here are four central intuitions which we developed. Closeness between the mouse and the cheese makes cheese getting more likely. Closeness between the mouse or cheese and the top right makes cheese getting more likely. The effect of closeness is smooth. Both spatial distances and legal steps distances matter when computing closeness in each case. The videos we studied are hard to interpret without quantitative tools, so we regard these intuitions as theoretically motivated impressions rather than as observations. We wanted to precisify and statistically test these impressions, with an eye to their potential theoretical significance. We suspect that the agent's conditions for pursuing cheese generalize properties of historically reinforced cheese-directed moves in a very soft way. Consider that movements can be directed on paths towards the cheese, the top right corner, both, or neither. In the training environment, unambiguously cheese-directed movements are towards a cheese square that is both close to the mouse's current position and close to the top right. Our impression is that in the test environment, closeness to top right and closeness to cheese each become a decision factor that encourages cheese-directed movement in proportion to how strongly the historical condition holds at present. A second important aspect of our impressions was that the generalization process interprets each historical condition in multiple ways. It seemed to us that for example, Multiple kinds of distance between the decision square and cheese may each have an effect on the agent's decision making. Statistically informed impressions. Our revised, precisified impressions about the agent's behavior on decision squares are as follows. Legal steps closeness between the mouse and the cheese makes cheese getting more likely. Load step decision square, cheese, increases p cheese acquired. Spatial closeness between the cheese and top right makes cheese getting more likely. Low D Euclidean cheese top right, increases pea cheese acquired. The effect of closeness is fairly smooth. These distances smoothly affect pea cheese acquired, without rapid jumps or thresholding. Spatial closeness between the mouse and the cheese makes cheese getting slightly more likely, even after controlling for legal steps closeness, low confidence. After extensive but non-rigorous statistical analysis, our stats consultant tells us there are no low overhead rigorous methods applicable to our situation. We believe that we have strong quantitative evidence in favor of versions of impressions 1 through 3, and weak quantitative evidence in favor of a version of impression 4. Because our statistical procedure is non-rigorous, we are holding off on drawing strong conclusions from these impressions until we have a more robust, mechanistic interpretability informed understanding of the underlying dynamics. One question that interests us, however, is whether these impressions point to a decision-making process that is more shard-like than utility theoretic in character. When we originally studied test-run videos, we wondered whether the apparent closeness effects could be explained by a simple utility function with time discounting, for example a fixed-value cheese goal and fixed value corner goal. The evidence that at least some spatial closeness effects are irreducible to legal steps closeness seem to rule out such simple utility functions since only legal steps closeness matters for time discounting. Our current intuition is that a predictively strong utility function needs to incorporate spatial distances in multiple complex ways. We think the complex influence of spatial distances on the network's decision-making might favor a shard-like description, a description of the network's decisions as coalitions between heuristic submodules whose voting power varies based on context. While this is still an undeveloped hypothesis, it's motivated by two lines of thinking. First, we weakly suspect that the agent may be systematically dynamically inconsistent from a utility theoretic perspective. That is, the effects of step mouse, cheese, and, potentially, D. Euclidean cheese, top right, might turn out to call for a behavior model where the agent's priorities in a given maze change based on the agent's current location. Second, We suspect that if the agent is dynamically consistent, a shard like description may allow for a more compact and natural statement of an otherwise very gerrymandered sounding utility function that fixes the value of cheese and top right in a maze based on a strange mixture of maze properties. It may be helpful to look at these properties in terms of similarities to the historical activation conditions of different submodules that favor different plans. While we consider our evidence suggestive in these directions, it's possible that some simple but clever utility function will turn out to be predictively successful. For example, consider our two strongly observed effects, d Euclidean cheese, top right and step decision square, cheese. We might explain these effects by stipulating that. On each turn, the agent receives value inverse to the agent's distance from the top right. Sharing a square with the cheese adds constant value. The agent doesn't know that getting to the cheese ends the game early, and the agent time discounts. We're somewhat skeptical that models of this kind will hold up once you crunch the numbers and look at scenario predictions, but they deserve a fair shot. We hope to revisit these questions rigorously when our mechanistic understanding of the network has matured. Procedure and detailed results. Our analysis can be run in this collab. Operationalizing intuitive maze properties. Our first step to statistically evaluating our initial impressions about the network's behavior was to operationalize the concepts featured in our impressions. And since we suspected that the training process generalizes historically significant properties in multiple simultaneous ways, we came up with multiple operationalizations of each relevant concept when possible. Top right, top right maze square or five by five squares area starting from top right maze square. Distance, legal steps distance or inverse of Euclidean distance. Distance to top right, cheese closeness to top right or decision square closeness to top right. Distance to cheese, decision square closeness to cheese. Our next step was to generate every operationalization of closeness to top right and closeness to cheese we can construct using these concepts, and do a logistic regression on each to measure its power to predict whether the agent gets the cheese. Individual regression results, cheese to decision square and cheese to top right distances are predictive. We generated 10,000 trajectories, each in a different random seed, and screened them for levels which actually contain a decision square. We were left with 5,239 levels meeting this criterion. We trained a regression model to predict whether the agent gets the cheese in any given seed. The baseline performance, either guessing always cheese or never cheese, gets an accuracy of 71.4%. We performed logistic regression on each variable mentioned above, using a set of 10,000 runs with a randomized 80% training, 20% validation split and averaged over 1,000 trials. That is, we train regression models with single variable, and see what the accuracy is. Out of 11 variables, 6 variables beat the no regression accuracy baseline of 71.4%. Variable prediction accuracy Euclidean distance between cheese and top right 5 by 5 0.775 Euclidean distance between cheese and top right square 0.773 Euclidean distance between cheese and decision square 0.761 steps between cheese and decision square 0.754 steps between cheese and top right 5 by 50.735 steps between cheese and top right square 0.732. The remaining five variables were worse than nothing. Variable prediction accuracy cheese coordinates norm 0.713 Euclidean distance between decision square and top right square 0.712 steps between decision square and top right square 0.709 steps between decision square and top right 5 by 50.708 Euclidean distance between decision square and top right 5 by 50.708. Note that in these individual regressions, all successfully predictive variables have a negative coefficient. This makes sense, since the variables measure distance and our impression was that various forms of closeness motivate cheese-getting. Variables are highly correlated, so we are on rocky statistical terrain. As we move on to multiple regressions to try finding out which variables drive these results, we have to work carefully. Our various operationalizations of closeness in the mazes are inevitably pretty correlated. As Dan Braun commented on understanding and controlling a maze-solving policy network. I'd be weary about interpreting the regression coefficients of features that are correlated, see multicollinearity. Even the sign may be misleading. It might be worth making a cross-correlation plot of the features. This won't give you a new coefficients to put faith in, but it might help you decide how much to trust the ones you have. It can also be useful looking at how unstable the coefficients are during training, or for example when trained on a different dataset. There is indeed a strong correlation between two of our highly predictive variables. We then computed the variation inflation factors for the three predictive variables we end up analyzing in detail. VIF measures how collinearity increases the variance of the regression coefficients. A score exceeding 4 is considered to be a warning sign of multicollinearity. Attribute VIF Euclidean distance between cheese and top right square 1.05 steps between cheese and decision square 4.64 Euclidean distance between cheese and decision square 4.66. Our statistician friend suggested that in situations like this it's most instructive to look at which individually predictive variables affect prediction accuracy when we had dropped them in a multiple regression, watching out for sign flips. The procedure isn't fully rigorous, but since much of our evidence is backed by qualitative maze editing experiments and domain knowledge, we are relatively confident in some conclusions. Finding stably predictive variables with multiple regressions. Let's take the predictively successful variables from the individual regressions, the variables that scored better than no regression, and perform an L1 regularized multiple regression to see which variables remain predictive without sign flipping. We average over 2000 randomized test train splits. Regression accuracy 84.1%. Attribute coefficient steps between cheese and top right 5 by 5 0.003 Euclidean distance between cheese and top right 5 by 50.282 steps between cheese and top right square 1.142 Euclidean distance between cheese and top right square 2.522 steps between cheese and decision square 1.200 Euclidean distance between cheese and decision square 0.523 intercept 1.418. We see that three of our individually predictive variables made it through without a sign flip. Euclidean distance from cheese to top right square. Legal steps distance from decision square to cheese. Euclidean distance from decision square to cheese. Variables 1 minus 3, line up with our best guesses about mechanisms based on informal observation and, messy, exploratory statistics, so it's good news that the simple procedure check which individually significant variables don't sign flip recovers them. These are also the three main features which we noted in the original post. We had noted that the fourth feature D. Euclidean decision square, 5 by 5, has a strange, positive regression coefficient, which we thought was probably an artifact. Our further analysis supports our initial speculation. These decision influences are probably not statistical artifacts. We've repeated this particular test dozens of times and got very consistent results. Individually predictive variables outside 1 minus 3 always go near 0 or sign flip. Results also remained consistent on a second batch of 10,000 test runs considering a range of regressions on a fixed train validation split and also range of train validation splits the regression coefficient signs of 1 3 are very stable the magnitudes of the regression coefficients fluctuate a bit across regressions and splits but are reasonably stable furthermore we regressed upon 200 random subsets of our variables and the cheese decision squared distance regression coefficients never experienced a sign flip the cheese top right euclidean distance had a few sign flips other variables sign flip much more frequently. We consider this to be strong evidence against multicollinearity having distorted our original regressions. Can our three features explain the network's behavior? Are variables 1-3, enough to explain the network's behavior? Let's see how much predictive accuracy we retain when regressing only on 1-3. Regression accuracy 82-4%. Attribute coefficient Euclidean distance between cheese and top right square 1.405 steps between cheese and decision square 0.577 Euclidean distance between cheese and decision square 0.516 intercept 1.355. There is a 1.7% accuracy drop compared to the original multiple regression. Unfortunately, it's hard to interpret this accuracy gap in terms of the contributions of individual variables outside 1-3. Adding practically any fourth variable to 1-3, flips delivers big accuracy gains that don't additively accrue when combined, and the new variable's sign is often flipped relative to its single regression sign. See for example 1-3, plus legal steps from cheese to top right square. Regression accuracy 84.1% attribute coefficient steps between cheese and top right square 1.099 euclidean distance between cheese and top right square 2.181 steps between cheese and decision square 1.211 euclidean distance between cheese and decision square 0.515 intercept 1.380 or 1 3 plus legal steps from cheese to top right square plus euclidean distance from decision square to top right 5 by 5 regression accuracy 845% Attribute coefficient Euclidean distance between decision square and top right 5 by 51.239 steps between cheese and top right square 0.038 Euclidean distance between cheese and top right square 2.652 steps between cheese and decision square 0.911 Euclidean distance between cheese and decision square 0.419 intercept 1.389. Our instinct is therefore to avoid interpreting variables like Euclidean distance from decision square to 5 by 5 or legal steps distance from cheese to top right square. Additional experimentation shows that these variables are only predictive in settings where they sign flip relative to their single regression coefficients, that their predictive powers don't stack, and that their statistical effects do not correspond to any intuitive mechanism. Testing redundancy between spatial and stepwise distances. Let's get back to our claimed predictive variables. Euclidean distance from cheese to top right square. Legal steps distance from decision square to cheese. Euclidean distance from decision square to cheese. How sure should we be that variables 1 minus 3, each track a real and distinct causal mechanism. For variables 1, and 2, we have extensive though non-rigorous experience making manual maze edits that decrease increase cheese getting by changing the relevant distance with minimal logical side effects. For example, increasing the number of legal steps from decision square to cheese while keeping all Euclidean distances the same reliably reduces the probability that the agent moves in the cheese direction. Our experience making similar maze edits for variable 3 has been mixed and limited, as they are harder to produce. Still, the results of edits that manipulate 3 are often suggestive, if hard to interpret. Keeping these qualitative impressions in mind, let's test variables 1 minus 3 for statistical redundancy by dropping variables and seeing how that impacts accuracy regression variables accuracy at euclidean cheese top right step cheese decision square d euclidean cheese decision square 82.4% step cheese decision square d euclidean cheese decision square 75.9% 81.9% d euclidean cheese top right step cheese decision square 81.7% 77.3% d euclidean cheese top right D-Euclidean cheese, decision square. D-Euclidean cheese, top right. Considering our qualitative and statistical results together, we are confident that step cheese, decision square, tracks a real decision influence. We weakly believe that d-Euclidean cheese, decision square, tracks an additional real decision influence. More evidence for this is that removing the cheese square distances cause comparable accuracy drops. And we're already confident that step cheese, decision square, tracks a real decision influence. Our biggest source of doubt about D. Euclidean cheese, decision square, is that when running regression on another independent batch of 10,000 test runs we found no loss at all when dropping this variable from 1 minus 3. This was surprising, since we were otherwise able to reproduce all our qualitative results for example rankings of variables predictive strength, sign flipping patterns, across sample batches. Conclusion. Our statistics refine, support, and stress test our impressions about the network's behavior. This behavior seems more easily describable using a shard theory frame than a utility frame. We think our statistical results are not artifacts of multicollinearity, but hold up quite well. However, the statistics are not fully rigorous, and this post's analysis contained freeform domain-specific reasoning. That said, we are overall very confident that the agent is influenced by D. Euclidean cheese, top right, and by D. Step cheese, decision square. We have weak but suggestive evidence for additional influence from D. Euclidean cheese, decision square. Four, is an interesting outlier which probably stems from not using a more sophisticated structural model for regression. Counter-examples are possible but likely to be statistically insignificant. We haven't formally checked whether counterexamples can be found in the training set. We think it's clear that the agent cannot be perfectly characterized by any reasonable utility theoretic description, let alone a time-consistent utility function over state variables like cheese and top-right. What's at stake here is the question of the best systematic approximation of the agent's behavior. The question does the agent have the same goal at every time step in a given maze, requires looking at more than one time step in a given maze. Therefore, statistics on the agent's behavior on the decision square alone cannot distinguish between a dynamically inconsistent agent and an equilibrated agent whose utility function has a shard-like explanation. However, action probability vector field plots display information about all possible maze locations. These plots are a valuable source of evidence on whether the agent is dynamically consistent. We also added one more variable, the norm of the cheese's coordinates in the network's reflective field. The norm represents a minimalist interpretation of the effect of cheese closeness to the top right. The top right square of the maze varies level to level and requires sophisticated global computations to identify, whereas coordinates information is static. We don't mean for our analysis to be predicated on the magnitudes of the regression coefficients. We know these are unreliable and contingent quantities. We mentioned their relative stability more as diagnostic evidence. Our manual interventions look directly at the probability of making a first move towards cheese at the decision square, rather than at the frequency of cheese getting. This is especially useful when studying the influence of legal steps distance, since the effect on cheese getting could be an artifact of the shorter chain of correct stochastic outcomes required to take the cheese when the step distance is short. We suspect that we would observe a clearer effect for D. Euclidean cheese, Decision Square, if we did statistics on action logits around the Decision Square instead of on cheese getting frequencies, but there's substantial overhead to getting these statistics. The main thing Alex would have changed about the original post is to not make the D. Euclidean cheese, Decision Square, influence a headline result, in the summary. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.